how are you doing? How have you been the past um, two weeks since we we were on? Well, you know, things around here have been pretty pretty good. Um, you know, things are always coming. I mean, it's like the nature of my life. You know, it's it's interesting how people are like, wow. You know, when they really see in, when they really get to see behind the scenes. Um, Jeff was home the other day. Uh, he had a, a day to kind of catch up on work. And, and he said at the end of the day, he's like, wow, you just don't stop, do you? <laughs> like, yeah, welcome, because he's not here during the day, right? So Correct. he doesn't oftentimes, you know, get to see all that I'm doing. Um, yes. And, and I think that that's, you know, it, it, it is nice to be able to be, you know, it's it, for me, it's just the way things are, but to, to be acknowledged for that. It's like, yes, when you're texting me last minute and asking for this, that, and the other, that's why I don't respond right away. <laughs> <laughs> Emergencies, yes. Um, other things, not right away. I <laughs> uh, hear you. Hey, um, there are a whole lot of people jumping on. Uh, welcome, welcome, oh, welcome. We really appreciate appreciate you guys coming on please don't be shy uh tell us you're here as we're as we talk uh just chime in chime in because we'll say what you're saying uh, so others can can hear and and we can you can improve our eavesdrop that's right that's what it's all about well i mean that's why we decided to go live right yep you know, is, is to bring other people in on that conversation because, you know, I mean, two is great, but more than oh, yeah. two is, is even better. Um, wow. So, mm. yeah. So this is the time when, you know, we're all talking about gratitude and you mentioned that, yeah. you know, starting off, you know, and, and it really, we always say too, at least in this household, you know, we really talk about gratitude throughout the entire year, but I, I do think there's something special um, you know, to this particular time of the year, I was just talking to, so I have a woman I go to see, you know, I'm going to give a shout out to Dr. Rebecca Sutvin. Hey, Rebecca, if you're listening, Hi, she Rebecca. is, um, <laughs> she's amazing. She's, she's both a trained chiropractor and acupuncturist. Hmm. So she brings both modalities into her work. Um, and, and it's, it does a tremendous job. She's very intuitive too, in the way she treats, she uses uh, kinesiology as well. So, muscle testing the body and the body gets to tell you kind of what it needs Correct. and where it needs to be worked on. So it's, it's, it's really very, um, you know, body intuitive, right? You learn more about your body's signs and signals, but we were talking about this time of year and in ancient, you know, so acupuncture falls on, uh, ancient Chinese tradition and Asian, you know, the way they look at the five element theory and things like that. And so they, they clock a lot of things seasonally. And they have their different five elements that they ascribe to the different seasonal changes. But she says, you know, this is when the time of year when we're preparing for hibernation. And, and so there's that part of kind of as we're giving thanks for the abundance of the year. And it's also in, in at least the calendar that we follow, you know, it is mm -hmm. literally the end of the year. It's Q4, you know, when we're talking business and all of that. Correct. Um, you know, but what is it we can kind of take that look back? And, you know, what I've noticed is a lot of, and some opportunities, it actually started on our last conversation, mm -hmm. not just the wonderful things that have happened that I can be grateful for and, 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 you know, uh, you know, be appreciative of, but also some of the things I've been given some, some opportunities to look at where things aren't working as well, mm. a lot, actually, mm. recently, mm. you know, or what I do need to 
you know, either shift or just stop doing altogether um because it's an energy drain or it's just not effective or it's because so all this feedback that i've been getting just in small ways gotcha um but but that i've been so grateful for because isn't it true that if we can take all forms of feedback hmm. <laughs> we really can grow that much more exponentially yes yes yeah, yeah. It's been, I mean, yeah, I mean, not that you ever plan it, but I mean, I just have been getting a lot, a lot, a lot of feedback. Um, and so anyway, yeah, that's. And knowing, and knowing you, I know um, it's, be it, be it excellent feed, feedback, um, be it crazy feedback be it um you know constructive criticism be it whatever on that spectrum of feedback uh i believe you are i know you are channeling and saying let's see which one of these is someone attempting to put on me versus which one of these is is pertinent for me to improve self uh and and self for service right because it's such an important distinction it's yeah yeah because i want to i because I, I know that about you and i want us the eavesdroppers here to know that you know you're getting these feedback all of these things are coming at you and we're getting it you know i find when i put and i hate us and i say it i hate this what i'm about to say when i put a post on linkedin or facebook right and i put it down uh, I'm going about my day and I go, oh, let me see feedback. Let, let me find out what people, what, what they're saying. Not that I am living for it, but I'm looking to see what people are thinking. And if I wonder if they got it the way I was expressing it, right? Because it's a major thing with, with feedback. Sometimes when we do speak it uh, or write it, especially in writing, when yeah. you write it, people don't understand if you're smiling. They don't understand. And I'm, I'm so grateful for emojis, but I can't use emojis <laughs> when you're doing business writing. <laughs> well, you can. I mean, I mean you, you can, can do whatever you want. True. I mean, whether people will appreciate it or not doesn't matter. True, really. true so true. Uh, but I, I go, I'm smiling. My motive is this. We, we've spoken about this in, in the past, in past EPs, where we regardless of what people think what was your motive when you were expressing it what was the person's motive when they were giving you that feedback and i think our spirits your spirit tend to receive our spirits tend to receive the the the, the that base layer of what that motive was when we let the spirit do the deciphering Yes. And not let yeah. the flesh yeah. do the deciphering. Yeah. When, well, go ahead. Yeah. Go I'm ahead. sorry. I just, I. <laughs> no, <laughs> yes, come on. I'm go agreeing. Ahead. I'm very enthusiastically please, agreeing. Please go ahead. <laughs> um, so it's so interesting you should say that because I was a part of a conversation on a LinkedIn post yesterday to that exact point. Mm. And it was a, what, what we were discussing was, was intent and impact. And the guy uh, who I was conversing with, I mean, it was a thread with a few people, but he and I kind of had more back and forth. And uh -huh. 
he, he kind of had come out really strong, you know, based on his experiences and his perspective about, you know, I'm tired of people blaming things on an intent, but my intent was, he says, you can always tell when someone's not quite clear because they use messaging like, well, I didn't mean that or my intent wasn't this. He says, at what point do we stop making it about intent and make it more about impact? Mm, mm. And I said, my response was, actually, I think both are equally important. I think it is important that we know what our intent in, or intention is. Mm. It can really lead us to choose the right words to, you know, that clarity of intention is powerful. Um, you know, but we, we can't, I said, for example, I can be the master of my intent or intention, but I cannot be the master of how you choose to have that impact you. So I am not responsible for how you choose to be impacted by that. Mm. And I think that distinction people need to remember. It's not that we just go, oh, well, because we don't take responsibility for the impact. We don't have to think about it. But if my intention was strong and I follow that course and use my language in accordance and choose my actions and in, in, in accordance and, and create outcomes as much as I have control to do along the lines of my intention. But you come along and have different life experiences and you take what I've put out there from a perspective that wasn't aligned to my mm. intention. I can't take responsibility for that. That's your choice. Yeah. What I can do, however, and this is what I said, this is why communication is so critical is because, you know, there's a difference between me saying that and saying, you know, my intention was this. And so if you took it the wrong way, that's your problem, right? Because what that then focuses on now, my intent is merely on my delivery. Mm. Mm. It's no longer like once I find out that you might've taken it differently, I can shift my intent from delivering what I wanted to deliver and the way I wanted to deliver it to now building trust, rapport, and connection with you. Now it's not so much about the thing I said. Now it's about building that trust, rapport, and connection. Now my intention has shifted Correct. in this engagement. And I could say something instead like, uh, actually, um, maybe I was misunderstood in what I just said. I'm very curious about what you heard. Please tell me about what you heard from what I said. Now I'm shifting that intention from just being heard to building trust, rapport, and connection, mm. right? And said, so my impact, mm. I can't control the impact of my words, but I can, it's like they say, we, we can't always control what happens, but we can, we can control how we respond to what happens. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so, mm. I, you know, I said, I think there's further distinctions to be made. It's not just intent is bad, right? Somebody saying and calling out, well, my intent wasn't that. So if that's the way you took it, that's on you. It's not that, you know, just, I think, but focusing on that piece is where maybe our communication is not going as far to build trust, rapport, and connection as it could. Mm, mm, mm. Right. And, and if that's not our, I mean, I saw another post later on yesterday and there was one dude, I swear. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I was just like, man, you are really not trying to connect. I mean, he just, there was, it was actually kind of funny. There was a post somebody put on, I don't know if you ever see the female lead. The female lead is a group that puts out, you know, these different posts that are really kind of everything from inspirational, motivational, mm -hmm. you know, people's stories, that kind of thing. Well, they, put, they put out, it was going along my feed at least yesterday, uh, 
this, it was an article, but apparently it was a fake article from 2009. Okay. But it was an article basically about this teacher who had apparently failed her entire class because they were talking about socialism and the, the kids, and she was trying to explain to them, you know, capitalism isn't, you know, all bad, you know, and, and socialism isn't all good. And she wanted to do this exercise where, you know, she says, okay, well, so from now on, when you all take a test, I'm not going to give you your individual grades. I'm going to average the grades and everybody will get the same grade. And, and of course, what happened in that first grade, you know, some people did really well, some people did poorly and everybody got the average grade and the people who did really well and studied hard were angry. And the people who didn't do well were like psyched, you know, yeah. they're like, great, my grade is better. So I don't have to work. Well, then the people who had worked were like, well, I'm, I want a free ride. So then the next test, they didn't study as much and the grades went down even more and even more and even more. And so then apparently as the article went, she, she failed the whole class, you know, to, to show that, you know, unfortunately it's not, you know, it's not straight socialism, the way you're, you're thinking and explaining right. does not motivate people to do their best for the greater good. Mm. Um, but it wasn't true. It was made up apparently according, well, this guy, so people were like, okay, fine. So this guy comes in halfway through the thread and he's like, this is made up. Here's the link. It's not real. Why are we discussing things that aren't real? And people are like, okay, great. It's a fake, fake one. But the point is, and somebody who actually had lived in a socialist society was chiming in and saying, this was my experience, even if it was a fake article. Yeah. And this guy could not let it go. He just kept coming in going, I mean, and he, you know, you know, the know-it-all language that people use where it's like, I'm better than you. And then he, and then later he starts calling people names, like, uh -huh. you know, stupid and all this. I, and I thought, you know, like at some point in time, we <laughs> have to recognize, I mean, with all of the changes we hear about in leadership and, and people wanting better for themselves and actually not just wanting better, taking the, the actions to do better for themselves, making choices that are aligned with what they want, uh -huh. as opposed to just getting what they get. Yeah. Um, we've got to understand we're living in a society that, and it was really beautiful to see the other people continuing to engage very graciously with him. Yes. Oh, I mean, wow. they just kept that, they towed that line of, there's one guy, the, the guy who had come from a socialist background, like growing up in a socialist community, actually mm -hmm. it was, it was communist. Um, and then he moved a number of times and he's like, and I lived in all regimes, you know, in, in many wow. places in my lifetime. But he, he, he kept very, very politely and very patiently, like, we all realize it's not a real article. <laughs> Again, we're trying to talk about the concepts behind it, you know, <laughs> and, and like, he's talking to a five-year-old and yeah. we see this in leadership. And this is why so many people have had it, you know, these leaders who just keep trying to like, you know, slam their fists down and do it harder, you know? Um, and make their point the old fashioned way, mm -hmm. I like to say the antiquated way, mm -hmm. where if I demean you and I debunk you and I call science on you, that that's going to put you in your corner, in your place. Mm -hmm. And it's like, okay, I appreciate what you're sharing. That's fine. Let's shift again. Let's shift the language of right. the intention. Maybe the intention was on sharing this article. Now, if it's not real, okay, it's not real. Let's shift the intention to have this dialogue about the concept. Yes, yes. Right? And this guy wasn't getting it. You he know, just wanted to keep going back. You know, I, I, I've come, I, I get to what people are saying right after this. 
I've come to realize and I've come to the to the decision that when I there's this guy on social media, a good friend, he every time you put something up, and not me, just other people, every time somebody puts, he comes in there and he goes, Oh, the semicolon isn't supposed to be there. <laughs> um, but, he's, but, he's, but he's talking about he's talking about what we're saying the concept but he's going down to the semicolon and we're like it's not about the semicolon bra it's about what they're saying so i put something up the other day and eavesdroppers I, if if you can find it within yourself i'm not saying this is the right thing to do but i tell you i i love what i did and what i'm what i've started to do um <laughs> i said something he said well you're doing you're you're, you're putting uh, you're digging a hole in your argument and I go, no, I'm not. I'm just stating what, <laughs> what I believe. Well, that's not the way. To... And I go, you know what? We aren't going to go in a diatribe tribe or a back and forth. Or uh, I said something else. And I said, note, I said, or, which means it's not a diatribe. It's not what this other, it could be all three, or it could be one of three or two of the three. So don't get caught up on, he came back. So all I did, two emojis, the running man and the one that's um, somersaulting, right? I just put running man, somersault, running man, somersault, running man, somersault, and said, okay, it, right in the middle, middle of what he was saying, and I hit it. He said, what do you mean? I said, running man, someone said, running man, okay. What are you saying? Okay. I said, I agree with you. Anything you say, anything you say in this conversation, I'm okay with it. Running man, someone said, running man, <laughs> And he ran away from there. He ran away. So every time, and then we went on another, another friend's page and he came and he said something. I said, oops, running man, someone said, <laughs> Okay. And he was like, I don't like you all and I said, ah, you will like me. But um, so so we have, oh my goodness. I can't win with you is what that yeah, translates that's it, to. That's it. So I'm like, I'm not trying to even go in with you on any of these semicolons. These we're talking concepts here with we're talking what we're talking idea. What's your idea? And don't come tell me da-da-da-da, but don't give me a but, put an and on it because it's my idea and yours and we can come to a conclusion that hmm, i like that part of yours and i like that part of yours but i, I tell you somersault running man somersault running man. i'm gonna use that um, <laughs> okay um, we got oh meeting forge if you're still on Woo. Aww, ah, is this is this sister good to see you good to see you no meaning forge our our um oh meaning forge i thought you said Mimi port no 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 not not her she's she's not on but meaning's on there he has an excellent podcast on youtube etc and james he's mm. our um uh our stream yard stream yard yeah. sensei mentor <laughs> yes <Yeah>, sensei <laughs> good to see you man um Claire, carl is on uh clairborn some people like stuff without even reading into what is being said it's or so even true. hate <laughs> they hate it or like it without understanding what it is um meaning goes in writing as in all things try to be charitable paxton 
Walwin, that's not always a bad thing to check what people are saying because if they didn't get it like you meant it, it gives you the opportunity to say how you meant it. True. Uh, Paxton said, just like Tracy just said, and I think you were saying you were talking about intentions and, and connections, uh, connecting with yeah. people in your conversation, in right? But I, I tell you, you, and that's what communication is. Uh, when I when I engage with people, um, I usually after I say or they say something, I go. So let me get this right. Did you say? Did you mean? x y or z when you said that and they go oh um yeah but z wasn't right z was okay i get it now then i can reply because once we put these gates in our conversations it will tend to to keep us on the main idea instead of us going on a tributary yes. because if we do yes. go on a tributary now the person goes gosh this knucklehead or this this person is somebody asked me a question yesterday in the question they had three parts i answered a and b i forgot about c and he goes well you answered a and b but the real the one i really wanted to, to you to answer was c i was like oh i said i forgot here's my answer to c and he went ah thank you so putting these gates in our conversations and and being gracious, we'll come back to being gracious to people and, and asking them, tell me, is this what you meant? Because if this is what you meant, and I always, and I'll punt this back at you after this, and in all of every single time where I have discomfort of what somebody has told me, where I am thinking, gosh, they did say this, and I know they did it, I give them the opportunity to come and say, can I talk to you for a second? Sure. While we were talking the other day or while we talked just now, you said this. Did you mean that or did you mean something else? Because what I'm taking is you, there's a fence to what you said. And I hope, you know, what you said wasn't meant to offend me. And then I gave them, I leave a comma right there. Mm -hmm. Tracy, you'd be so surprised that in the conversation, when I knew, when I know they've offended, they have said something nasty, they've been nasty. They go, oh, oh, no, I'm not gonna explain what you said, please. And then they go into a hole and I go, <laughs> go on, Tracy. I just smile and say, ah, thank you for clarifying. <laughs> mm -hmm. You bring it back again to an intent to build trust, rapport and connection. <sighs> Because that's the thing is when we engage instead of running away or tearing down, you know, it means the fight, flee, freeze, or faint, right? <laughs> we fight people back. We don't like what they're saying. We fight them. Mm -hmm. That's ego, right? We flee. We, we go, fine. Okay, whatever. And we go away, right? We freeze. We just kind of like don't respond at all, right? That could be seen as ghosting, you know, a whole number of different things. Or we faint. Basically, we just check out. <laughs> right? Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. You know, we just check out. None of those, those are all ways to protect ourselves from something that's uncomfortable. So that's all about the me. But choosing to have, you know, the intention of shifting to building rapport, you know, connection and, and you know, a better understanding, you know, that then means we can't do one of those four things. Correct. Right? We, we, we get to lean in. We get to mm. ask those important, crucial questions. 
oh, you know, I'm sensing this or I'm hearing this. Is that what you were saying? Because you know, I'm, I'm, I'm confused or I'm actually straight out offended or, yes. you know, whatever yes. it is. We're sharing where we're coming from because the relation, I've had times where people are like, why are you asking this? I said, because this relationship's important to me. Ooh, Tracy. Ooh, Tracy, can you please go deeper? Oh my, I'm getting goosebumps. Hmm. Because this relationship is important to me. I mean, I can't tell you how many times things come up in conversation <laughs> and people say, how's the best way to say this? I mean, you talk about communication all the time. Mm. What are some of your tips and tricks on the best way to say this? And I'm like, well, what do you want to say? And they tell me, I'm like, say that. <laughs> all the time. People are like, but I can't just say that. Why not? Yes. Well, people might, and I said, and so then you ask, how is this landing for you? Yes. You know, I sense that you're frustrated or angry or put off or whatever. Um, and, and, and actually the reason I'm sharing this is because this relationship is important to me. And this is, this is kind of my perception of it. Mm. That's why I'm asking and not just thinking it and not saying anything. I don't want to have this if I'm missing something. And I also even if I'm not missing something, I want to have the opportunity to work this out again, because this relationship is important to me. Wow. Wow. Did, can I come in? Please. When you, when you, when you, when you say, when you say that, it puts me, it puts me in a position of the receiver who's, so you, you're asking the questions, da, 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 did you, did you mean this? And I go, why is she asking me? But when I can, when I can process that the reason why she's asking me, the reason why we're going in is because this relationship is important to her and I am important to her or him or important to this communication, this, this thing that we're discussing, I get more benefit. Yeah. I get more benefit because the person, the person who spends their time thinking, who should I ask? Who should I ask? And then you pick up the phone and ask Tracy or Woolwin or Paxton. But then I go, Paxton, I'm not answering this phone, man. Oh, you ask me every single time. But the person has gone through uh, uh, multiple steps of saying, should I call John? Should I call Paul? Should I call Jean? No, I'll call Paxton. Paxton is my best bet. And then when we call, when we call Paxton, Paxton goes, on, 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 until Paxton says, oh, this relationship is important to me. The reason this guy is calling me because he has gone through all that he thought about it. I'm the most important person to answer this particular question. Mm. Oh my goodness, this relationship is important to me. That's why I'm leaning in. And you can give yourself, now what you fit, what, what's happening here is you're seeing me go live processing this for myself in, mm, in, in, in going into people, right? That if they look at me funny, if they, even if they look at me strangely, that I can, I can even verbalize this because I'm vulnerable enough. I'm, I'm, I'm safe within myself to say, you know why I am chasing you down? You know why I'm coming in? You know, you know why? Why? Because this relationship is important and I can bet my head the person who's on the other end will go, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Go on, sis. Go yeah, on. Go I on. love that. Well, I love you 
talking out loud, like talking it through the processing, you know, when we process out loud, it's really powerful, I think, for all of us, because, you know, we, we don't oftentimes allow ourselves to do that. And so, you know, when we see other people do it, it gives us the permission to do it too. Mm. <laughs> um, and, and, and it is, it, I mean, I, I always tell people intention is like, what is the ultimate why, you know, what is the ultimate intention? What's the ultimate outcome we're going for here? You know, I mean, when I do my talk on communication, you know, we talk about transaction, transactional versus rapport building, right? Mm. Um, and are you just trying to get information across? Are you just trying to be right? Are you just trying to, you know, be, feel safe? You know, that's what you're seeing. A lot of people are like, no, my answer's right. Well, because they made a decision based on that answer and they don't want to think they're wrong because that can make them feel unsafe, right? So there's a lot of that going on and people are so caught up in that that they forget why we tend to want to communicate to begin with. Mm. It's to build trust, rapport, and connection. As human beings, I mean, we've been separated enough over the last 20 months. You know, we don't need to create language that's going to separate and, and polarize our relationships anymore. Mm. And so these are just, you know, some tics, tips and tricks on, you know, how we can communicate what we're actually feeling. And if we're not feeling that, if we're actually taking the time to engage, like, I don't know if this guy yesterday, the dude that I was talking about, I don't know if he really was trying to build rapport <laughs> and connection then why is he taking the time to show up at all? That can be an energy drain for us. It's like, if we're just trying to be right to a bunch of strangers, like, why are you even doing that? Ooh, la, la. That's kind of a waste of your time, don't you think? Uh, he's, I, mean, you know, he's, I don't know. He, he's more, I think he woke up. But again, you got to understand the narcissist amongst us, the individuals who, ne who never wrong, there's... Uh, when you when you when you ask that question, there's a doctor in my friend's at my friend's office, three floors. There are doc visiting physicians coming in every single day. No marks, no markings are on the the um, parking. It only says physician parking. Now this guy has chosen this particular one. That if anybody parks in it, do you know what he does? Don't tell <laughs> he, me he slashes their tires. No. <laughs> no, he does worse. He tows. Oh, he no. calls the tow truck. Because well, if you that's... slash my tires, I can put I can put my spare and go. But I'm left standing in the cold. And this this that's terrible. I'm about to say, can we rip the world of these individuals? But we can't. We can't. Because we need both in order for us to appreciate and more so ah thank you lord as we are engaging with these individuals who are coming to bring the hammer saying that they're right mm -hmm. as we're gracious to them and their hearts their hearts are frozen something has happened i'm, so, I'm, I'm sorry i'm not i'm not laughing i'm thinking of the grinch you're like totally describing the grinch yeah. the story of the grinch frozen yeah. hearts and and all the need is I know it's 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 so hard to love the Grinch. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's so hard to love that person who's just just they where where the the fire the fires on between the gas the the bucket full of gas or the bucket full of water they take the bucket full of gas and go <laughs> I'm gonna burn this stuff out and then just blow it up. I think, I believe, not think, I believe 
that when we love these individuals enough, and don't say you can't love them, eavesdroppers, when you can love and be gracious to these individuals and really listen to why, why they're the one, you would find out that there's a, there's a lack in there somewhere. There's a lack in there somewhere. Over to you, sis. So if anybody knows the story of the Grinch who stole Christmas, I mean, sometimes I, I think this is beautiful. I, it's funny. I was saying earlier, I'm like, it sounds like I'm coming out of a Dr. Seuss book. And then all of a sudden, boom, here's a Dr. Seuss book. Um, <laughs> but, you know, if we can think about it in terms of the Grinch, because why mm -hmm. was the Grinch Grinchy? He was a he was the Grinch because he felt a, he felt like he was an outsider. Correct. He didn't feel like he fit in. He was a loner. He he felt on the, mm. you know, he, he didn't feel accepted, right? He felt abandoned. Mm. And when we feel abandoned, we'll do all sorts of nasty things and mm. grinchy things, right? So sometimes if I, I do this, you know, and that's why I was laughing, you know, when I'm really having a hard time, you know, getting my, my mind around somebody who's, who did something like that, uh -huh. I think of the Grinch. Because it's easier for me to frame it in that storyline because I know the whole story and it's it's a caricature yes. and, and and I realize that that's why that story is so meaningful to us. You know, children's stories can be really great tools to use when it comes to these kind of things. You know, but but it's a story that it is age old for a reason. Um, mm. I mean, Scrooge. Basically, that's where the Grinch came from. Mm -hmm. Is the story of even an older story, right? Of Scrooge. Yep. Um, and, and so we, we can just remember, and that's why I was really, I was really touched by how people were continuing to engage with this character. Um, even though he just, just wanted, didn't give you a chance. he was playing his role <laughs> to the T, um, you know, he was not giving up that role, but, but they engaged, right. And yeah. that they didn't turn away. Right. Mm. They didn't abandon him, even mm. though he was feeling abandoned. And that's where he's ultimately coming from is this place of abandonment. They didn't abandon him or mm. try to shut him down in the convert. He kept trying to shut them down, yep. but they would not in turn shut him down. It was just really beautiful. But I did want to mention one thing because um, it, it kind of came out of the blue for me. I think it was Friday morning. Mm -hmm. And I thought I'm going to wait and post this on Monday morning. Um, but it, it finally occurred to me. So when I'm going to tell a little story about when I was pregnant with my daughter, if I may. Go, oh, please. It's your when, I, when I was pregnant with my daughter, I was probably about eight months pregnant. So I was like, I was very pregnant. Um, I went in to see my new, I was seeing a nutritionist at the time during my pregnancy. And I went in and I was waiting in the waiting room for her mm -hmm. and out comes this childlike sprite of a woman. She must've been in her thirties or so. Her name was Kelly. I'll never forget her. And I'd never seen her before, but she'd come out of one of the practitioner rooms. So I'm like, okay, this is wild. I've been coming here for, I don't know how how long. I've never seen this woman before. So she's bopping by and, and she stops. <laughs> she's passing me. I'm sitting down in this chair, stops, swings around and faces me, comes over, kneels down, puts her hands on my belly and closes her eyes. And I'm standing there like, <laughs> if there's anybody else in the room, it must've looked hysterical. So she, I don't know how long she was like that, maybe a minute or so. Wow. It felt like forever. Yeah. I'm just like, um, but I didn't feel that I, you know, it didn't like, I didn't feel like, oh God, I'm not safe Correct. <laughs> or whatever. Good. So suddenly she, her eyes pop open 
She goes across and sits on the chair across from me, plops down and is like, hi, I'm Callie. You want to know what your baby was telling me? <laughs> sure. <laughs> I mean, we're here. Might as well do this thing. I swear it was one of the most enlightening experiences I had had. And I mean, I don't know, maybe my life. She just started rambling all this stuff out that I had been, you know, you know, when you carry things inside of you, you never mention it to anyone else. So it's just your own inner thoughts. Well, I had had these ramblings my entire pregnancy and, and, and just thinking about everything from what is my baby going to look like to wonder what she's going to grow up to be, you know, all these different things, but these musings, she starts saying all these things. Now mm. I had not said any of these things out loud to anybody. Mm. And I'm kind of like a little bit of a free, mm. freaking out internally. And mm. she's like, oh yeah, your baby can hear all your thoughts. And she's like, but let me tell you. So your baby and you and your mother are tied in, in soul relationship. And mm. your baby has been waiting a long time to come in to complete the threesome. Oh, wow. And I'm just like, okay. And, and she says, yeah. And your mom's favorite, call, uh, favorite um, flower is a daisy. Yours is a sunflower. Your daughter loves both. And I'm like, okay, this woman's like blowing my mind. But she says, you have important work to do. So mm -hmm. I've always thought about that, right? That was the key piece I wanted to bring up in that story. You mm -hmm. have important work to do mm -hmm. together. Like there's a, a lineage thing between the right. three of you at all this through line in what each of you came as a purpose in your, in, in your lives. Correct. So fast forward, I get this. It came through actually right out of bed. You know, I woke up Friday morning and boom, um, my mom growing up. So she grew up in Colorado on all this, you know, tons of land, her family, they owned tons and tons of land in Colorado. Do you, and know, what do you know, Tracy, do you know when I read that thing, I, today I wanted to bring that up. Now you got goosebumps. Go ahead, sis, go up. Oh, uh, yay, we're on the same. <laughs> yeah, and, 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 and so I'm writing about my mom and it really mm. came up more as a kind of a, a through line with my mom and like, wow, my mom has taught me all these things. Again, gratitude, like I think was on my heart mm -hmm. and my mother, especially because my mother is an just incredible human being. And so I started to think about what she had done with these horses. So for all of you who don't know, and I'll post the link to the LinkedIn. For those of you who are on LinkedIn, you can actually read the post. I'll post it mm -hmm. in, in the chat. Um, mm -hmm. But she so she grew up on this land and she she had a tough upbringing. Um, her uncles were, were very profitable and, and well-respected ranchers. Her father, unfortunately, was the younger brother and kind of a bit of, of a rebel. Mm -hmm. And so, so she, her own upbringing was very hard. And so she would, she would um, kind of escape to the horses. The horses were her escape. And so her uncles uh, were these ranchers who would who would get, you know, go and capture the wild horses that would run across their property and, and break them. Unfortunately, I hate that, that term, mm. but break their spirit really in order to, to sell them uh, for profit. Mm. Well, there were some wild Mustangs, especially they could not break. And those they gave to my mother because mm. she was the horse whisperer. And if any of you saw the, you know, Robert Redford movie, the horse whisperer years ago, you'll know mm. what kind of person that is. She had this way about her and she could communicate with the horses and the horses loved her. 
Mm-hmm. Um, some of the stories she would tell about these wide, wild Mustangs that would blow, you know, like, you know, the, you come upon them and they were like a rabid dog with you, you know, but as soon as my mom show up, they'd follow her around like a puppy dog. Oh, I mean, it was wow. incredible, but what came through when I was thinking about her and, and, and the language just started coming where what she was doing with these horses, it wasn't just communicating. It was showing them the way that they could mm. stay free. They didn't have to give up their freedom mm. to be in the land to the, be in the world of man, mm. right? They could retain that. And that was their value. Their greatest mm. value was in staying uniquely independent while at the same time cooperating mm. with man. Mm. And that's how she trained them by, by communicating and building that trust relationship, you know, that rapport and connection with them. Um, and it occurred to me that that's what I do with visionaries mm-hmm. because visionaries are just like wild horses. I mean, I've used that analogy so many times and I'm yep. like, oh my gosh, yep. like I, that's the through line. Yes. And it's funny because I was talking to my daughter and my daughter, since she was younger, has always had a heart for those who don't have much, don't feel they have a voice. Mm-hmm. So horses, I mean, my mom does the same thing with babies and plants and anything living really anything Mm. that doesn't have a voice of its own my mother kind of shows up as an advocate Mm. i've done that for visionaries and i have a feeling my daughter's going to do that for in the social justice field yeah because she's always seen those kind of disenfranchised and she Mm. she she lets them know they matter Mm. Mm. and like since she was little i mean she would go find people 10 years older than her and drag them back. You know, we'd be at the farmer's market and I'm meeting mom, meet my new friend. <laughs> it's like a 45 year old man. <laughs> wow. I'm like, honey, we got to learn in stranger danger. Um, but you yeah. know, I mean, it's this beautiful thing that, yeah. that I realized yeah. and it took me back to that story. And so I don't know. I mean, I'm certainly not trying to place upon my daughter, you know, what her purpose is, but it really is a beautiful thing to consider because, you know, they say when you look at the universe and the stars and everything, you know, it, it, it both creates great awe and makes you feel this big. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's that I think the difference between humility and hubris mm-hmm. is hubris is we know it all. We are it all. Right. Humility is we realize we're a part of a greater whole. Mm. And that was a really big piece for me to Mm. know where I fit. I mean, not that I think we're all seeking that to some extent. It's not like I was sitting there pondering like, oh, I don't, I don't matter. I don't fit. But to be able to see that again, I keep using it, but that through line. Yeah. Um, Yeah. yeah, It's pretty cool. You know, Tracy. (laughs) So Jeff asked a question and we'll come to that question, Jeff. This relationship with ourselves, not enough love. Why do we appear to need others' love? We'll come to that, Jeff. But mm-hmm. there's a quiet, there's a um, there's a there's a stream flowing right now on this show, right? It's it's um, and that it's it's peaceful. <laughs> and I'm telling you, and I, I you know to others who are you know watching let us know if you feel that you know that peace that mm-hmm. congruence to to purpose and when i say congruence to purpose is 
you, you, you yourselves, as Tracy was speaking this just now, you know, when we hear stories, when you say, allow me to tell the story, oh, I love stories, because <laughs> uh, storylines, really, you can, you can, uh, I have put it up there also, um, storylines, <laughs> so you got two of Tracy links to the story, so I'm sorry I didn't tell you, Tracy. That's um, okay. <laughs> um, so the Congress of Peace, where you were talking about this, and and, and and walking in your purpose was mirroring what I'm feeling in this moment of me walking in my purpose, and I and I pray that 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 you if you can if 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 you can. And when you can spend some time with yourself, and Jeff is saying, though, it's coming to your question, right? Mm -hmm. Spend some time with yourself. Spend some time with yourself. Spend a lot of time with yourself and with God, for me, with whoever your higher being is. Spend some time with yourself, and you will uncover certain things about you, and you will start to remember. Because you, you were placed on this earth for a reason. <laughs> People who walked by you gave you the information already, but you overlooked it. So Tracy, when you were talking about the woman coming in and touching your belly, there certain things are so intrusive, but certain things are so spiritually intrusive that you don't go back and go, why are you touching me? Your spirit knows, and you said it, you said, I was at peace. Your spirit knows, and boom, you've gotten this information about what it is that you hear. So you walk in this earth. There are people on here who see. <laughs> there are prophets. <laughs> they, they, they pass you by and they go, hey, you, you're going to do They come this. in all you're shapes gonna, and they sizes. <laughs> That's the thing. They come, they come drunk. They come, they come homeless. They come in they come with with aristocracy they, they come with they, they come but most of the time it's the thing that would make you kind of upset the thing that will move you off your your course your beaten path and and, and go it will be something that that you really you and you have to go outside the box you have to receive it outside the outside box the box that's it that's you have to receive it outside the box because they are they are there giving you the information but because this person is that color or because this woman is a perky jerky woman like oh she's too mm -mm, i can't stand her she she needs to go and she touches you don't touch me there you go the gift it's there outside the box in this peaceful moment that we're having may you find may you truly find time to spend with yourselves to find your true purpose, because when you do find your true purpose, oh my goodness, the rest of the things that are coming towards you in terms of telling you what you're supposed to be, because the world will give you that information, you would know exactly where to go, how to go, when to go, because you are walking your divine purpose. 
That is so beautiful. But, you know, people are telling us that all the time anyway. Ever since we came out of the womb, people have been trying to tell us who we're supposed to be and how we're supposed to be successful and how we need to look at ourselves and what hoops to jump through and what lines to get into. You know, we've been told our whole lives, but what I'm hearing you say, which I think is so powerful, is there's another way. And I do believe that people are awakening and doing that. This is why we see people leaving their jobs and leaving, you know, the places that they've been living because they just want something different. I mean, people are seeking exactly what you're talking about. You know, who, who am I? What do I want from this life? You know, what do I want to experience? Is this it? Mm-hmm. And if not, what is, know. you know, and, and we do start by spending that quiet time, you know, and trusting, like for me, I've always trusted my instincts always, because sometimes things have approached me and they look friendly and I'm like, Oh, this, this not okay. Isn't it? Yeah. This is not okay. And I need to get out now. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's where some people were like, Oh my God, how'd you know? She wasn't like, didn't have bad energy or whatever. I was like, cause I could feel it. Yeah. Yeah, I could totally feel it. And so, you know, but how do we develop those things in ourselves? It, it takes that time of, of trusting and having that inner dialogue and that building the relationship with ourselves. Yes. We spend so much time building relationship yes. with other people or trying to convince people that they should build a relationship with us buy my service or my product or like me, you know, on, on Instagram or follow me, you know, whatever it's like. Mm-hmm. No, that's not how we get where we really want to be, which is in our, in these divine partnerships and relationships in life, the ones that really are true, all of the fake, you know, stuff. That's where a lot of people are also waking up and realizing, do I really have friends or do I just have a lot of followers, (laughs) you know? And Mm -hmm. I think that that's, but, but either way, people are waking up at their various levels and realizing these things. And so I think to Jeff's question, Yes. We did hit on it, didn't we? It's we relationship way. with ourselves, not enough love. Why do we appear to need others love? Yeah, we sure did. We sure it all did. comes around, right? Yeah. And it and it does with our intention. Back to what we started this conversation, well, much of it with is that divinely orchestrated intention. And when we focus on it, I mean, our intention, you brought it up last time, we are going to uh, uh, you know, address Jeff's question from last time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And now we are at the end of the hour and we have addressed it and we've had an open dialogue of real talk that's unscripted and mm-hmm. in the moment and not rehearsed. Yeah. And we made ourselves get to this place through just intending that we would. Correct. Right. Correct. So when people say, yeah. how can you say I shouldn't focus on fixing this? How is it going to get fixed? By doing the inner work, because when we do and the align, we set the alignment straight within us. We, we have the choice of action that will lead to that solution. We don't have to. I mean, it's, it's like when we address the symptom instead of the cause, mm. Mm. right? When yeah. we're just constantly putting out the fire, we're not really getting to the reason why the fires keep starting, mm. <clears throat> right? And so we want to fix it. But I'm like, but, but, but if you're still part of totally unbeknownst to you, part of creating the solution you have to fix. Do you know how many times I've seen people in dynamics where they don't even know they do it? They have what I call heroes complex. And so they literally put themselves in a position where they create a problem so they can fix it, so they can go and save the day. They themselves mm-hmm. create the problem so that mm-hmm. they can come in and fix mm-hmm. it. 
Mm. And they don't know they're doing it. It's not a conscious thing where I'm going to create drama and cause a problem. So then I can turn around and be the savior. Wow. Wow. But, you know, so it, all these things are so important. And until we get right with this relationship and the dynamics within ourselves and understanding, awakening to where we're doing these things, back to the point of feedback and seeing how feedback can align, because sometimes people's feedback doesn't, to your point earlier. Correct. Right. I just had somebody share with me some feedback where it made me realize what I was actually doing that was good. Mm. They had been telling them the story that it was bad. And I had kind of taken that line to like, oh, I know I keep doing this. But then when they finally were like, no, I actually realized that I was projecting on you. Mm. I was also able to see that what I had been doing was good. Yeah. Right. Even though I was questioning that. Correct. And so it doesn't always mean we have to change things. Sometimes we see things we're like, wow, I didn't even realize that I do that naturally. And that's a really good thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, I heard you you, 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 when you won't, when we were speaking about spending time with ourselves i know experiences are so important to to give us information to move forward but i i just i just think we come fully loaded when we drop when we drop on this planet we come fully loaded and it's our it's our um job to get the cheat codes (laughs) Of, of this thing called life to mm. to 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 turn that puzzle that piece that's hidden and, and bring it out and start projecting the the solutions that each of us um of who we are mm. uh it's it's and i will segue here you know with the last five minutes um to just throw you know i think you know we, 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 we we'll do it but i throw it to you you know what are you what are you grateful what are you thankful for you know on this eve of thanksgiving um mm-hmm. well i appreciate what i was just listening it's kind of i like your perspective of fully loaded that's what i was contemplating as I you were know, talking i'm like well, i really I love know. that because uh, i do believe in the innate value being preloaded and that is the, the greatest value we have in the world. And we're yeah. most challenged in our greatest gifts. And so sometimes it does take us a time to recognize what we're fully loaded with <laughs> and apply it. <laughs> hey, Tracy, diamonds aren't, aren't, diamonds aren't on I-40. Get- you have to dig. Yeah, you gotta you gotta mine them out. You have to mine it, and 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 you gotta also know what you're looking for, so that you can know it's a diamond because it's gonna take a lot of shining up to actually look the way you think it. You know, we're way we're used to having it look. Um, but what I'm grateful for, you know, and and this, you know, please forgive me, any of you, if you think this sounds completely self-serving, but I'm really grateful for my relationship with myself. Mm. I've I've really dug deep you know, throughout my life, I'm actually very proud of myself for as much as I, you know, have been through, have been gracious and graceful with the way I am with people, my, my ability to just forgive at the drop. Sometimes I have to actually process. I have to remember myself, remind myself. I can't just forgive without processing through what I need to process through to allow that forgiveness to take. Mm. But I'm, I'm just this naturally heart-based person. I really legitimately care. Mm. And and I realized too that that I've always come from that space and I really like who I am, right? So this, this relationship that I'm building with myself mm. is really, because I know from that space, it means I can show up best in all my other relationships. So 
that's what I'm really grateful for. What about you? I am grateful for all the um, afflictions. Mm. Every, every single affliction. I'm grateful for, for going through the war in Liberia. I'm grateful for being born in Africa. I'm grateful. And I think it falls down to, I'm thankful for who I am, right? I'm grateful for the lies people told me. Hmm. <laughs> I'm grateful for the, 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 the cussing and the, and the cursing uh, of people who didn't understand who I was or who I am and coming around made, made them feel that I was proud uh but it wasn't pride it was just I'm, I'm taking myself somewhere i know who i am so i can't indulge in that stuff you're doing no i can't um so i'm grateful for that but then i'm so grateful that god gave me this mind that i can stay centered even in the midst when people are attempting to push to the edges so you talked about, and, and you talked about being, you forgive on the fly, right? Oh, mm. that's such a graceful thing. Mm. Such a graceful thing. Um, and I'm grateful for, I'm grateful for, you know, that my wife, you know, who stands by this crazy, crazy person, because I think quirky, crazy, humorous, serious, you know, and for her to, to, she doesn't know when either of those, you know, would be coming out and for her to be on the receiving end. And she's, she's a private person, quiet, you know, private, funny, but, you know, just grateful for family. Yeah. Um, um, I'm grateful. I'm thankful. I love it. Well, you know what I hear is those who have the capacity to love you as you are. Yeah. And I think that that's really what we're talking about. When we love ourselves as who we are, we have the capacity to love others as who they are. You know, and, and, you know, sometimes it's, we're just, it's easier. It's not like we don't have that. Cause I know people who have the capacity to love others and they have a hard time loving themselves, but to truly love, to be at that point where we're not conceptualizing our emotions, yeah. right? We're not intellectualizing them. We're actually really feeling them. We get that from starting with having that with ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. So. And I your, love boy, that. your boy Jeff is killing me again. He's gonna make <laughs> me cry, but this time it's not laughter, it's it's tears. Um, and I'll end with well, I'll end with this. Um, he goes, So proud of you, um, Tracy. I know what you have done to be a better human being. Um, you're so committed to making you a better version than you were yesterday. Um, and then he doesn't leave me out. Thank you, Jeff. <laughs> Um, you too, goes, you're amazing Walwyn. i'm grateful for your wisdom experience and love you put out into the world it touches me at a at a deep level thanks to you both hey thank you jeff um that's my husband folks <laughs> you should see the cards he gives during holidays <laughs> i'm just like oh give me a minute hold don't on make, i'll be with you i'll don't, be back don't don't make a black man blush man come on yeah. <laughs> but thank you jeff thanks to paxton thanks to to every single person who who's been on today in the past i think this is ep 34 mm. i believe 34 of these this year we've done 
Uh, let me make sure. No, 24. 24. Uh, we have to do 26 to make it 52 because we do every two every two weeks. But we truly love you guys. <laughs> do we want to tell them we won't be coming oh. in next uh, next time? The eighth would be our next normal time, but we're going to be doing the ninth. Correct. At 11 a.m. Is that Thursday. correct? Yes. Let me verify that. Thank you so much for remembering because I already have it. Oops, my mic stay yeah so for those of you who are her just listening in and for i mean we're really appreciative of the regulars you know who who drop by hopefully you know well you can always see us on the replay but we love having you on but we i have a um i have a a job that i need to do that day <laughs> so the ninth at 11 from 11 to 12 um right here same place nine from 11 to 12 you're right awesome all right y'all well, happy you Thanksgiving guys. to and everybody who celebrates it and I'm grateful for all of you. And thank you, Tracy. Hey. Thank you, Nolan. <laughs> Love you guys. <laughs>